Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Curious K podcast. It's your favorite host, Colorful, back with another exciting and insightful episode to satisfy your curiosity. And today, we are unlocking a new series on AI, artificial intelligence. As you probably know, I mean, this is one of the most exciting emerging technologies that is transforming industries across the world right now. And in the course of this series, we'll be exploring AI ethics, strategies on how you can recognize problems you can solve with AI. We'll also talk about AI and the future of education, AI and the future of work, and other exciting topics that will be explored in the course of this series. But on this episode, uh, we'll be talking about strategies on how to recognize which problems you or we can solve with AI. And on that note, I'm very excited to welcome Billy Atanen uh, on the show. Uh, Billy is a data scientist and the vice CEO of the Finnish data science consultancy firm called Emblica. And together with the Emblica team, Billy has designed and implemented over 20 AI solutions in many different environments, ranging from the private uh, to the public sector and from media to the education, uh, to the education industry. Thank you very much, Vili, for joining us on today's episode of the Curious K podcast. It's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you very much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, absolutely. So how are you doing today? Philly. Oh, today is excellent. Today is Monday, which means that it's uh, another good week of getting things done and, and working with these AI systems. It's often really exciting stuff. So, yeah, looking good. Yeah. And interestingly, today is a public holiday in Nigeria. Uh, and, you know, we, we have two days, Friday and Monday, to celebrate the Adil Fitri. It's a, it's a public holiday for the Muslim faithfuls. I don't know if that is celebrated where you are right now. Not not in Croatia, but in many places uh, where we are affiliated in, in Sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, today is a public holiday and, and great that everyone is celebrating. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right. Uh, so, I mean, we are looking forward to a very exciting conversation here. And as you guys know, uh, Billy has that background uh, to share with us based on his work in implementing different AI solutions. Uh, but, but before we get into the crux of the, of the conversation, uh, it would be great, Billy, if you can just share with us your background and tell us more about your role as the vice CEO of Emblica. Okay, sure. So... My background is in theoretical machine learning in academia. So yes, I'm a geek <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and a techie. And as a vice CEO of Emblica, that means that I'm designing and implementing AI systems. And the designing part um, is a lot about talking with our customers, understanding the different problems and, and identifying the relevant problems. Because if you're solving the wrong problem, it doesn't matter how great solution you have. It's, it's you know, the right solution to wrong problem is not going to get you far. You need to have the right solution to the right problem. 
So everything starts from identifying the right problems. And that, that's part of what I do. And then the other part is actually implementing these systems. So once we have identified with our customers that what kind of um, problem would be relevant for them to solve, then actually uh, designing the system and, and implementing the, the AI uh, system that is then solving that problem. That is also part of the work. Absolutely. So can you tell us about Emblica uh, as a data science consultancy firm? Yeah. So uh, in practice, uh, that means that we're doing everything about data for the whole life cycle of it. And, and by whole life cycle, I mean from the collecting of the data, that's the first step, then the processing of it, and then utilization. And on the utilization side, side machine learning and AI. And um, we are kind of proper hats. We, we solve problems that haven't necessarily been solved before. So as a consultancy of this expertise, we don't have a single product that we would sell to people, but we rather um, help different organizations to solve difficult problems that not necessarily everyone anyone has solved uh, ever before. For example, in, uh, in industry, you might have some, some weird problem that there is no ready solution. We can help you to design and actually make that solution to be reality um, for a first time ever. So that's the kind of thing that we do at Emblica. All right, interesting. And I, I would like you to talk, tell us about some of the misconceptions about what AI can do, right? Uh, there's a lot of conversation now about this huge language models, chat GTP, replacing people's jobs. So what, what are these misconceptions about what AI can do and can't do? So thank you for asking that. That is a really relevant uh, thing, to, thing, thing to discuss because there is a lot of misconceptions out there. Often people view AI as some like super magic solution that takes care of some big problem. So that's why people are discussing that, oh, jobs will be replaced. I don't think that is the right way to, to view this. AI systems are not humans that would be able to do all the same things as humans can but they can do some things much better than humans can. So for example, process a lot of information or, or analyze complex data and find patterns out of it. Um, so instead of thinking, oh, what jobs will be replaced, people should be thinking, oh, how it's going to change jobs, how people are going to use these AI systems in the future to make their work more efficient and be able to concentrate on the interesting parts of the work while the repetitive um, labor, some part of the work could be done by AI system. Um, and I, I think that's kind of the core of the um, misconceptions is that we think of AI and are looking at the problem like, oh, um, AI can make online shopping easy or cure diseases or solve energy crisis or solve this whatever high level problem. Like, no. That's not how it works. You need to first understand what part of the online shopping could be automated with AI. That would be, for example, doing recommendations or personalization, uh, way of life and habits. Uh, but what AI can do, for example, 
help researchers to find new medicine and and do some really big search in the in the space of possible medicines or proteins or whatever um to find solutions that would take a long time to find for humans so there is often like like a sub problem that can be solved with ai but the whole big thing of like solving energy crisis no ai is not going to solve energy crisis but we can maybe (laughs) have ai tools to optimize for example power networks or how electricity is being used or this kind of things Amazing. And I mean, while you were talking about that, I was just thinking about, okay, what what is the simplest way you can explain AI uh, to someone uh, like a, like a five-year-old? Okay. So um, AI for a five-year-old. Well, AI is computer software that has automated some intelligent behavior. So, okay, that's definitely not for a five-year-old. But what I'm trying to say with it is um, things that we humans think that require intelligence. So, for example, driving a car. Driving a car, you know, you, you cannot put uh, put a rock driving a car. Like, that's not possible. You need to have a human that observes the environment and changes the behavior, so how the car is driven based on the observations, for example, seeing someone is coming in front of the car, now I need to press brakes. Or here I need to turn right to to go to the right direction. Um, Then outsourcing those decisions for AI systems to recognize that, oh, someone comes in front of the car, now we need to brake. Or that, oh yeah, our route should go right from here, so now I'm going to turn right and and still going to stay on the street. So this, this is what AI is about. Absolutely. And how can businesses and organizations identify opportunities for using AI? Uh, because like you said, AI can solve energy crisis, for example, but it can optimize mm-hmm. it. Uh, there are a lot of small businesses. Uh, there are medium-sized businesses that are not really tech-driven uh, in their approach and their processes. But I mean, they're curious to learn about how, what, what are the opportunities that exist for me uh, using AI? So are there things you'd like to share in terms of how AI can help to improve uh, businesses' operations? And what are some key considerations that people should keep in mind when, when exploring AI solutions? Uh, yes, that's definitely an important topic. The answer is understand your business. Understand your domain. Because no one else understands it better than you. You need to have that knowledge and intelligence to be automated. It doesn't, you know, it does, as I said in the beginning, solving the wrong problem, it doesn't matter how great solution one has. You are the person leading your business that you need to understand what is relevant for your business and how does your business work. And once you have that, then you can recognize what are the things that take a lot of time what are the things that you need to process a lot of data for what are the things that um, are really critical for your business can you make those more efficient or reliable or scale them better and then when you know that what is relevant 
then you can collaborate with AI experts or maybe hire AI team to automate the intelligent decisions that need to be made about those, those parts of it. So for example, um, uh, for example, like um, selling customer products. Now, if you understand from your, your selling products to customers, um, if you understand what products are, are selling well and what features of them are selling well, maybe you can optimize your catalog by bringing products that are more like that. If you, the biggest bottleneck, on the other hand, is how you mm, deliver or how do you produce these products that your stock is optimized. Then how about that you have an AI system to optimize your stock levels and your orders beforehand? Or if you have a lot of products and actually the biggest bottleneck of your business is that your customers don't find the products that they want to buy, then maybe personalization or recommend automated recommendations would be the way to go. And you could automate that to an AI system instead of having like a call center where people would be contacting. Okay, I want to have um, this kind of solar panels for my roof now. Like what kind of solar panels should I buy? How about you have, instead of having a person answering these questions, you have an AI system that, you know, can recommend the exactly correct solution so that people can buy whatever they want to buy. There are a lot of information out there, Vili. Are there resources uh, or platforms, website you can recommend to founders or maybe business owners just to stay up to date uh, across maybe different industry uh, that is discussing uh, applications of AI to industries uh, generally? Uh, well, uh, I definitely would uh, recommend Curious K Podcast as a starter. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, apart from that, um, I think there is a lot of content and uh, uh, different platforms are changing a lot. So it depends uh, on on your industry quite a lot. So I would recommend uh, using a search engine and, and finding a couple biggest ones that have a lot of traction um, to, to find that what is uh, the good platform to discuss for, for your industry. But I think important matter of finding the platform is uh, that you can tell apart hype and actual solutions. So a hype is a lot of hand-waving and telling that, you know, AI is going to change everything and AI, AI is uh, the future and the future is here and, you know, like this kind of thing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's great hype, but it's not concrete. It doesn't discuss solutions. But if you are more mm. discussing like, oh, um, what kind of um, new solutions are there on the media industry or let's say um, autonomous vehicles or, or maybe um, optimization of energy networks, then you find the concrete use cases and where is the level now? And maybe you have also then as a business or, or organization, you can maybe realize that, wait a second, there is this problem that is not really being discussed, but I think you could maybe use AI to solve this, and there you have an opportunity to actually start to draft out the, the prototype and idea that, yeah, we want to do this and stand apart from all of our competitors. Absolutely. And, and how can, let's imagine an organization has like implemented AI solution. Uh, are there ways this can be measured? Uh, are there with the success of the AI solution be measured? 
once it's implemented. And what are some of the common challenges you think might arise uh, during this process? Uh, definitely it can be measured and you should measure effect and optimize actions, not the other way around. So if you measure, um, uh, let's say that um, uh, as an example, if you would be doing marketing and you would measure that how many marketing emails you send out, then that's not really good measurement of saying, seeing like how well you're doing. You should be measuring that what is your conversion of those marketing emails, for example. And, and marketing email, like this could be anything, calls or, or whatever interactions. Um, you should be measuring the effect. Like we do an action, what effect does it have? Because AI is basically automating decisions and automating actions. So in order to know which actions are the best, you should measure what effects they do have. And actually, there's many similarities of measuring human success. So if you, if you hire an intern to do your marketing, you are not probably measuring you know, how many tweets or social media posts they make, but rather what kind of engagement do they get and, and mm. publicity. And this same applies for AI. If you automate it for um, AI system, you should be thinking the same. The difference is that when we are speaking of, speaking about humans, we should be measuring well-being and, and how how you know they like they post and are they excited about it and do they have all the information they need and all this kind of thing. But sadly, we haven't been measuring that with humans anyway. Like we have been measuring humans, like we should be measuring machines. The outcome is <laughs> that uh, that right now we have some good ways of measuring machines. <laughs> <laughs> and, and machine performance so use those all right and, and, and what are some emerging trends in ai uh that you think may present new opportunities uh for solving problems in the future although ai is that like uh, the trend question is always really interesting regarding ai because the field is changing so rapidly um, I think, like right now, the the bus is about uh, large language models and, and autonomous agents. So, so, for example, Auto GPT is uh, is a region in, in April twenty twenty three. Um, essentially, having a bunch of these large language models like GPTs, and then put the different tasks for a single um, instance and then make them collaborate. So <clears throat> AutoGPT being an a autonomous agent, for example, you could give it um, a task of like, write me a podcast episode um, using, uh, commenting the latest news. Um, and then you have different language models going to the internet, searching for the latest news and then coming up with uh, things to discuss and then um, having uh, writing the kind of interview questions or maybe the whole podcast. So this kind of having more object-driven um, generative AI systems, that is definitely going to be the future. Interesting to see how well and reliable they will be and how much overseeing they require. 
Um, another trend um, is that we are going to move away from data is destiny kind of approach. So until now, a lot of AI systems um, are kind of destined to repeat the bias that we have had in the data previously. So let's say that um, if we consider, for example, uh, United, uh, there has been a lot of racism in inside uh, the the history of uh, United States. Now there is racism in embedded into the data that we have from previous um, court rulings. And now if we just use that data to train an AI system, what we will have is racist AI. Um, <laughs> And, and it's like it's really terrible. Like, um, and this this is uh, something that must be battled, and I think it can be battled. So, mm. in the future, we should move away from this data is destiny um, systems to more explainable AI. So, if you have an AI system, it should be able to tell you why is it recommending you the decision that it recommends. Um, of course, this doesn't work in all applications. Like you don't want to have, uh, you know, if you have an autonomous car, you don't want the car to tell you that, oh, I'm pressing brakes before because there is a mother with a child on the driveway. Like, uh, should I press the brakes? Like, no, <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about, for example, you know, let's say that your social media algorithm, like you, you go to whatever social media platform, uh, that there is an algorithm that recommends which posts you will see. Now, the future is that um, you should be able to see why am I seeing these posts? Is it because of my interest in this or that topic or because I like this or that user? Like, why are you recommending these things to me? Um, and th this is going to be the future, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, that's really interesting. And, and I like the fact that you talk about like how data or can be biased. It does, does this have anything to do with what Elon Musk is trying to do with the Truth GPT or that he's trying to launch? Uh, yeah, it's... Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Musk is an interesting character and, and that's a, <laughs> an interesting project. But yes, it is, it is related to bias. So I think okay. I'm not really so deep into the topic, but the outline is that uh, Musk thinks that um, the, some GPTs are, are biased in a certain mm. way. And now he wants to make a system that is biased in a different way. And because every, <laughs> single, system, every single system is biased. Biased, like think, absolutely. All the humans are biased in different ways. All the AI systems are biased in different ways. But now the question is that, do you know how your AI system is biased? biased. And, mm. and can, you, can you somehow quantify that? And now Elon has, has um, identified that uh, GPT is somehow biased in a way that he doesn't like. And now he's trying to make another system that is uh, biased in a different way and, and then Calling it the truth, GPT, is, uh, that is just marketing. <laughs> I, like, I like that. So uh, is, is there any other thing uh, you you like to share with us? 
about AI as we as we round up? Mm, I think AI is it does provide a lot of opportunities, but only if it's applied to the right problems. And right now, everyone is concentrating on just the hype around AI rather than identifying those problems that we should be solving with these AI tools. Because AI systems, they are tools like anything else. Um, Now we just need to recognize which problems to solve with these tools. And while, you know, as an AI expert, I I, I can't, you know, come to Lagos and, and do uh, some magnificent magnificent thing that is going to solve uh, like some problem if I don't understand how things work in Lagos and how um, what is relevant problem to solve in the first place. So I think everyone should start to concentrate on their area of expertise and looking which problems are repetitive which problems are important to solve, which problems um, could be provide a lot of uh, improvement in, in life or process if, if they would be solved. And then discuss with AI experts that how could we solve this problem and, and then move on uh, forward from there. Absolutely. I think that's, that's a very great approach. Uh, to look at it and just for people to really relax you know and see the application of this technology as it relates to them yeah. right and and, uh, and, I, think, and, I, and I, I think just to add one more thing um talking about lagos and, and also other places in, in sub-saharan africa i think there is a huge opportunity specifically in africa because there's a lot of uh, problems in for example United States and Europe, where there is a lot of legacy technologies and um, a lot of organizations are tied to these old technologies that not are not optimally made because they are made 20 years ago or 10 years ago. And no one knew about these AI tools we have today, 10 years ago, anywhere in the world. And now the opportunity to leapfrog in in uh, Nigeria and also in other places is to jump over technologies, start to use the latest ones, the latest tools without the baggage of having the old technologies. The same thing with uh, landlines and, and mobile phones, right? Yeah. So that is a, that, that's what makes uh, uh, Sub-Saharan Africa so, so interesting environment. And I think there's a huge opportunity for AI once the basics are put in place. So for example, the data data sources need to be in digitalized format and there is a lot of things to do, but there's a big opportunity there. Absolutely. And, and, that, and that reminds me of like the challenge, right? Uh, because of course you need people to build these solutions, right? Or use these new tools that you're talking about. Uh, maybe we can just quickly talk about that. What type of talent uh requirements do you think we need uh i mean you mentioned there's a lot of opportunity in sub-saharan africa but as we know we don't have like the right talent the manpower to drive the solution are are there any recommendations you have there um yes um one can feel that the there is so much going on in technology that that you know tech industry that it's difficult to 
know everything well the and that's why you know we don't have the the people to create these systems but this is actually false because everything is changing so much all the time everyone needs to be updating their knowledge anyway so the really important skill set or part of the skill set is to be able to learn new things new technologies and prototype and try out different solutions and that is so much uh, like if you, if you want to actually build something that works rather than doing 20 years of research on it um more valuable of making the, the prototypes and a product is is to be able to try out and and use these new tools to your benefit and learn about uh, new technologies however if you are only so that's the one side of the talent try out experiment um build then the other side of the uh, equation is the domain expertise that i talked a lot about so you need to understand what is relevant you need to know what can go wrong and that's the domain expertise so um these are the two directions the, on the tech side learn and experiment on the domain where you're actually going to apply the tech deep understanding uh relevant things uh the risk scenarios and together when you bring people who have um both of these skills or you have different people covering these different aspects then you have successful um enterprises and successful projects absolutely that sounds good thank you really i mean this has really been an exciting uh conversation i believe the listeners out there uh, have like a better understanding of this technology uh, the, the opportunities you know and how they can you know deploy innovative solution leveraging this technology in their business and work thank you very much really for for being on the show it's great to have you Thank you very much and and looking forward to to connect with people you can find me on LinkedIn and uh, looking forward to build things together. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh thank you very once again and thank you everyone for listening. Uh like I mentioned earlier this is a AI series. Uh watch out for more amazing conversations around artificial intelligence and looking forward to see you guys next time. Bye bye.